We are rapidly approaching the halfway mark of this NHL season, but the question still has to be asked, what is the New York Islanders' identity? We've got that, plus a full preview of tonight's game against the Avalanche, and a whole lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Hope everybody had a great new year, but we've got a lot to talk about now. But first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe something you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, you could send us an email. LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com is the address. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show as we discuss whatever's on your mind. You could also follow the show on X at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on X at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time or any time. So, here we are. Uh, We were on the 2024 part of the 2023-2024 season. Not uh, hard to believe that we're this far in, and the Islanders have played 36 games out of 82. So in five more games, we will actually be at the exact halfway mark of this season. And again, right now, Carolina has one more point than the Islanders, but the Islanders have a game in hand. Philadelphia is even with the Islanders in both games and points. Washington is three points behind the Islanders with two games in hand. New Jersey is uh, three points behind the Islanders with one game in hand. And Pittsburgh is three points behind the Islanders with one game in hand. In other words, four points separate second place and home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs from seventh place which is, you're not in the playoffs, you're going home. Again, this is tight. 
And I guess the question is right now, where do the Islanders fall as far as their identity is concerned? Under Barry Trotz, it was easy to understand the Islanders' identity. They were difficult to play against, conservative, uh, defense first, everybody back checks, everybody has to be in the exact position that you need them to be in to make the system work. And you forecheck aggressively and then try to force turnovers and capitalize on other mistakes, other teams' mistakes, and you rely on your goalies to bail you out when you make mistakes. That had been, for the time that Barry Trotz was here, the Islanders' formula. And while it didn't earn them a lot of fans uh, around the league, it got them to two conference championships, it uh, two conference finals. It got them to uh, the playoffs in four of the last five years. Now, last year, Lane Lambert takes over early in the season, wants the team to be a little more offensive-minded. That has mixed results. And then when Matthew Barzal gets hurt, basically Lambert goes back to more of a Barry Trotz-style system that worked better. They go on the late season run and they are able to uh, make the playoffs where they are eliminated in the first round by the Carolina Hurricanes. But this year, th- this year, this team is not the same. Last year, the Islanders were a top five team in the league in goals against, but they were 22nd in the league in goals for. The power play was brutal. They were 30th out of 32 teams. The penalty kill was top 10, ninth in the league. This year, the Islanders are 19th in the league right now in goals scored, 19th in goals against. Their goals uh, differential, by the way, is minus 7. Their power play is 11th in the league. The penalty kill, 29th. This team is no longer playing a defense-first style, although... On certain occasions, like against Edmonton, for example, they did revert back to it, and it was effective as they shut down Connor McDavid and company and beat the Oilers in that second meeting between the two teams. And they ended up holding some of the more dangerous goal scorers on Edmonton to one shot, no shots, two shots, uh, and they were able to earn the W. So who is this team? And I I, I think the one thing we can say about the New York Islanders through 36 hockey games is that this team doesn't know what it is quite yet. First of all, you've been missing a lot of your defensemen for a long period of time. Pellick, Pollock, Mayfield out of the lineup at different times. Now Mayfield obviously is back, but... Again, a lot of players missing time. You bring in your Bortuzos, you bring in your Mike Rileys, and you sort of figure it out that way. Well, again, this is one of those situations where this team is definitely not defense first anymore on a regular basis, but I wouldn't call them a high-flying you know, run-and-gun kind of team, because quite honestly, even though right now the Islanders have two players who have a point a game or better in Matthew Barzal 
and Bo Horvat, and Noah Dobson is one point below a point a game. This team does not have a sniper, does not have a goal scorer who uh, puts fear in the hearts of the opposition. They are not the kind of team that is going to beat you 7-5 to five on a regular basis, okay? I don't think, I, I think the only thing we could say about the Islanders this year is that they are inconsistent. And when I say inconsistent, I don't just mean in their style of play or in their quality of play. I don't just mean game to game. Sometimes it's period to period and shift to shift where the Islanders one minute look like they could beat, you know, the greatest team ever assembled. And the next minute, they look like they can't beat the worst team in hockey. And I I think that that inconsistency has to be solved in order for this team to take that next step. Look, right now, as we said, four points separate second place from seventh place. If you want to be second or third or fourth or even a wild card and finish fifth in the division... You need to be more consistent. And this is a veteran team. And whether it's Lane Lambert or whether it's Anders Lee, the captain, or Bo Horvat, or, you know, whoever it is in this lineup who would be considered a leader, you have to figure out what this team does best and then do it consistently so you create an identity. Because right now, the only identity this team has is inconsistency. And that is not a recipe for making the playoffs. And if you do make the playoffs, it is not a recipe for long-term playoff success. Do the Islanders have a sniper or an elite goal scorer on their roster? No. Do they have two guys, maybe three, who are capable of scoring 30 in a season? Yes. Do they have a, an offensive defenseman who is among the better offensive defensemen in the league? Yes. Do they have one of the league's best goalies? Yes. But they don't have an identity. And I think the time has come for Lane Lambert, who's been the coach now for almost a year and a half, the head coach, and for this team to figure out who they are, what they do, and how they can best consistently win hockey games because you need to have an identity and execute that identity consistently to win. All right, we have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We will have an update on the World Juniors and how the Islanders' two prospects are doing there. We have a little bit more on uh, why uh, that Pierre Engvall was a healthy scratch for the game on New Year's Eve. Plus, uh, for our Islanders' birthday of the day, a winger who was with the Islanders for parts of three seasons in the mid to late 80s. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We have got all of that and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next big event. Well, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and their best price guarantee, so Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. My favorite feature on Game Time is that you can go on the app and see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it is the place to find last-minute seats. So, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So the Islanders scratched Pierre Engvall, and uh, that was really just the second time this year that Engvall has been scratched. And look, he what he didn't have a point in his last 10 games, so certainly there were reasons to scratch him. He and that really that entire Brock Nelson, Engvall, and Kyle Palmieri line have struggled in recent weeks and are just not being all that productive. So what did Lane Lambert do? He benches Engvall, moves Hudson Fashing up to the second line, and then reunites uh, Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck on the identity line. And, you know, look, we know Engvall had a bad turnover uh, the first time that he was a healthy scratch, but here's what Lane Lambert had to say about scratching Engvall on New Year's Eve. Every night, there's going to be somebody scratched. We have a number of players here, so if you're the guy who gets scratched, you have to come in and play better the next game. That's the joy of internal competition. And he goes on to say, his biggest asset, talking about Engvall, is his legs. And he uses them to get out of trouble. And I think just a little too often, he's been skating the wrong way to get out of trouble, and it sort of slows things down. That's Thomas Hickey speaking about Engvall. I'm not concerned about him, Hickey says. I think you're going to see when he gets back in the lineup that everything gets simplified just a little bit because you understand it's a privilege to play the game. You don't want to be the guy on the outside. So, again, uh, that is a little bit of what Thomas Hickey saw and a little bit of what Lane Lambert had to say, and look, you, in your comments to me on YouTube and on, uh, in in our chat, uh, on YouTube during our premieres and in emails, you've talked, a lot of you, about accountability and that the Islanders need more of it. Well, this is at least an attempt to get some accountability. How effective it's going to be remains to be seen. But that was the logic behind the move 
of why Pierre Engvall sat. Now, you could argue that moving Hudson Fashing up to the second line wasn't the best idea or that it wasn't a good time to bench Engvall. Clearly, right now, you could have benched Engvall. You could have benched Palmieri. You could have benched a number of different guys who have been struggling lately. Let's see now if Engvall responds. As for the World Juniors, the preliminary round is now over. And the Islanders, as you know, every day or last week, we talked about Quinn Finley and Danny Nelson, both on Team USA. And Finley uh, and Nelson both playing as line mates on the fourth line. Finley averaging just a hair under 13 minutes of ice time per game. And he has a, a goal and an assist in this preliminary round, basically has also killed pa- uh, penalties, which has been a nice uh, addition to his game, and he has been fairly aggressive on the forecheck as well. So one goal, one assist, both of them coming in the win over Switzerland, and that was what Finley has done. Meanwhile, Danny Nelson, also on the fourth line, did not score a goal But he did have some chances. And the encouraging thing again for Danny Nelson is he's going into the dirty areas. And that's what you expect from your fourth line guys. And that's what you want from anybody who has size. Now, Nelson did not score a goal. He's averaging 12 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time through the preliminary round, which is four games. He did have an assist in the 10-2 win over Slovakia, also was very good in the face-off circle. Nelson winning 55.6% of his face-offs, 25 wins, 20 losses in that, and he's also played some very strong defense. And I like the fact that these two guys have been playing together on a line, building a little bit of chemistry. Team USA Uh, winning three out of their four. The quarterfinals uh, will start later today, and we'll keep you up to date on how the Islanders duo of Nelson and Finley does for the rest of the tournament as long as Team USA remains in it. So again, for the Islanders, valuable experience for Danny Nelson and Quinn Finley as they continue to compete in the World Juniors for Team USA. And let's hope that Team USA can advance beyond the quarterfinals later today. I I love the World Juniors. And not only do I I love watching them, but it's cool to go back five years later, let's say. And when you may not have been that familiar with a lot of the players when you're watching the World Juniors, because they are prospects still— uh, five years later, most of the guys are people you know and know well because a lot of them end up being really good players in this league. So uh, if you have some time and want to catch up on Finley and Nelson and check them out, they are playing in the World Juniors uh, later today for Team USA. We have got a lot more to get to. Islanders and Avalanche are playing tonight as the Islanders' road trip continues. It's a 9 o'clock Eastern time start. Don't forget, 
You can catch every minute of this game with the Islanders' hometown radio broadcast on Sirius XM. Just go to the SXM app and do a search for Islanders. We're going to preview that game, plus we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day. All of this and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets uh, in the new Explore tab, and you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. That's the best way to find popular parlays and a whole lot more. And look, you can use the uh, FanDuel for NFL, college football, bowl season just about wrapping up, college basketball, NBA, and yeah, your knowledge of the Islanders can come in handy on FanDuel. Check out the latest odds. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. LockedOn has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. LockedOn Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of LockedOn, plus our national shows, covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Islanders in Denver to take on the Avalanche tonight, 9 o'clock. Again, you can hear every moment of this game with the Islanders' hometown radio broadcast on Sirius XM. Go to the SXM app and do a search for Islanders This is not an easy opponent right now. The Colorado Avalanche have won four of their last five, and they remain in the fight for first place. Three points separating the Avs, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Dallas Stars in the Central Division with the Avalanche as of right now in first place, but by one point, but they've played two more games than Winnipeg and Dallas. Goals, well, they score a lot of them. They're second in the league in that category, 13th in goals against. The power play and penalty kill are both top 10. Power play eighth, penalty kill seventh. And a very familiar face is the starting goalie, and that's Alexander Georgiev, the former Ranger. He is 19-8-2 on the year, a 2.86 goals against and an 899 save percentage. Ivan uh, Prospetov is the backup. He is 4-3-1 with a 2-8-4 goals against and a 906 save percentage. So many familiar names, dangerous players on this team. Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr, former Islander Devon Taves, Jonathan Drouin, uh, the, the Valerie Nechuskin. We know how dangerous they are. McKinnon and Rantanen. Tied with 19 goals for the team lead. Nechuskin has 17. McKinnon, right now, how dangerous is he? 58 points in 37 games. He is on pace for a better than 40-goal season as of right now. And the Islanders can't mess around with this very dangerous group. 
The line combinations, Nathan McKinnon centers Jonathan Druin and Miko Rantanen on the top line. Ryan Johansson and My- centers Miles Wood and Valerie Nichuskin on the second line. On the third line, from left to right, it's Andrew, Co- Andrew Cogliano, Ben Myers, and Logan O'Connor. Frederick Olofsson is the fourth-line pivot with Curtis McDermott to his left, Joel uh, Kivaranta to his right. On defense, Makar and Taves, maybe the most dynamic top-pair defense duo in the league. Josh Manson and Bowen Byram are the second pair. Sam Gerrard and Jack Johnson are a very good third pair. The goalies, Georgiev and Prosvetov. Gabriel Landestog out still. Pavel Frankuz, the goalie, on IR. Uh, Aturi Letkinen is out, and Ross Colton is officially listed as day-to-day. So we have to see whether or not they are available. Islanders are going to have to play a more defensive style against the Avalanche. They've got to be smart about clearing the puck out of their zone, and they cannot take the dumb penalties that get them into trouble. So often, we talked about identity. This is the kind of game you want your identity to be. Don't give the other team too many quality scoring chances because this team is loaded. And Nathan McKinnon right now, one of the best, if not the best, offensive player in hockey. He's in the conversation, if you don't think he is, number one. 58 points in 37 games. That is pretty darn impressive. And we'll see if the Islanders can slow him down. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And today, well, today is the 61st birthday of former Islanders winger Neil Coulter, the Toronto native drafted by the Islanders in the third round back in 1981. And he bounced around the Islanders' minor league system until making his NHL debut in 1985-86 for the Islanders. Played with the Islanders for parts of three seasons, but never more than 16 games in any one of them. Five goals, 10 points, 11 penalty minutes in 26 career NHL games. All of those with the Islanders. And we remember one of Coulter's better games as an Islander. November 2nd, 1985, a home game at the Old Barn, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The Washington Capitals are the visitors. Al Jensen, the Caps goalie. Billy Smith, the Hall of Famer, is the Islanders goalie. And in this one, Neil Coulter gets his second goal of the season, the second goal of his career. It is the clincher coming with less than four minutes left in the third period. Islanders defeating the Capitals by a score of 5-3. to three. Who assisted on this goal? Hall of Famer Dennis Potvin. And it came a mere 29 seconds after Dwayne Sutter scored the game-winning goal for the Islanders. Final score again, Islanders 5 and the Capitals 3. For Neil Coulter, he was uh, had the goal. He was a plus one, and he had two shots on goal in this game for the New York Islanders. So, Neil Coulter is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Everydayers, tomorrow on the show, we will have our key takeaways 
from this important game against the Colorado Avalanche, plus our weekly farm report. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!